Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of Wonders and Blunders. If you're new here, you might be thinking, Oh, Season 2, I can't start here. And I'm here to tell you, don't even worry about it. Listen, relax, sit back. This is a great place to jump in. Our Season 1 arc has clued up, and we'll be reintroducing the characters in this episode, and you'll be able to pick up right here and join the adventure for Season 2. We'll have a new episode every second Monday, but if you're new, and that seems like too long to wait, we do have a backlog of over 100 episodes in Season 1. So there's lots to listen to and catch up on. For all of our longtime listeners, welcome back! We're so grateful for the support and excitement that you provided coming up on the launch of Season 2, and we are just as excited as you to have new episodes rolling your way. Speaking of being grateful, I have a list of people I need to thank our stalwart patrons who are supporting this podcast through their monthly donations. We see you. We love you. Thank you so much. Those patrons are Rylan Command, Chris S., Dylan Pilgrim, Ian Ford, Gelatice, Miri Rain. Thank you all so much. Michael Pollard, Jason Campbell, Michelle White, Robert Andrews, David Forsey, Chelsea Dab, and Shell Scott. You're all the best. Thank you so much. We cannot thank you enough. But wait, there's more! Medwards 10, Columbine the Minotaur, Michael Appleby, Hudson Miles, Robert Hawks, and Christopher Dunn. We really couldn't do this without all of you. Nick Scott, Matthew Smets, Chris Walsh, Christopher Bruce, Mike Hammond, and Olga Krasik. There's so many of you, we are so blessed. And finally, Heather Romancic, Noreen Elizabeth, Heather Baird, and Cheryl Ann. You all helped immensely making season one possible. We appreciate your support more than you could ever know. So one million times, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. But enough out of me, you'll hear me gabbing enough through this series. So let's join our adventurers once again on the snowy roads of the world's Spied mountains, mere moments away from the mountain city of Mox the Rain. Okay, so welcome to season two. Yay! Yay. Yay. We're here. We're taking a break. Hello. Wait, wait, but where are we? What? You said here we are. Where are we? In season two. In the mindscape. We're in our mindscape. We're in the we're in the mindscape of season two. Re-enter our pain caves. In reality, I guess you are you are currently just a picture of a caravan with a little dotted line coming out of it in the back as it <laughs> meanders its way through the world's fine mountains on a journey that i have written here takes two months through all of these places that we're not going to visit we mentioned them before but we're not going there right now you can go back later if you want but it is time to go inside for a little bit Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you mean we can't role play for two months this whole two months we can go back and do it later if you want but uh, (laughs) season two is just two months on the road 100 episodes yeah yeah i mean yeah it took us it took us 100 episodes to do like two weeks on the road so <laughs> yeah so probably 400 episodes yeah so yeah. I, I assumedly by the time you get to mox the rain you're all level 20 if you'd like to do that on your character sheets now great that's canon he can't take it back <laughs> i'd actually already leveled myself up so i figured this was coming so great start everyone <laughs> <laughs> have any other kind yeah there's a dotted line coming out of the back of the caravan of wonders as it moves its way across this map 
as it goes, this little drawing of it looking more and more ragged as time goes on, as it hits bumps and has skis and wheels and tarps fall off the side of it. The little bag that represents your supplies on the top getting smaller and smaller as you go until we get back to real time. Gertie and Brett, the two goats which pull the front of the Caravan of Wonders, normally strong and sturdy and unflappable, are panting as they work up this steady, constant incline, just barely moving the caravan up closer and closer to the silver span. Other caravans just full of all sorts of goods making their way down, most of them piloted by the lynx tabaxi that are common to this area, these big uh, fluffy cat people, making their way down the mountain, assumedly towards en route to Pralia. The goats eventually bring you up over the top of the hill, and immediately all the trees in the area, uh, this nice groomed path that you've been on for the first time in quite a while, leads up to the Silver Span, which is a massive bridge that extends hundreds of feet over these chittering ice sheets that move through a river that extends under the massive vault door of Mox the Rain. This mountain in front of you, even though you are the highest you've been in the mountains of the world's spines, extends up beyond sight into the clouds above. This constantly roiling storm that surrounds the peak of this absolutely massive mountain. The circular door of Mox the Rain exists about a kilometer on the other side of this bridge. It is 200 feet across, 30 feet thick, and even from this distance you can see these huge iron statues, one of a dwarf and one of an orcish warrior as they stand flanking either side of it and above it waits a similarly huge statue of a drow with its bow ready and eyes looking down at the caravans that come in and out of the busy laneway. The bridge is wide enough to allow full, like 10 fully laden caravans to travel side by side across it, but that space is choked down to less than two lanes of traffic by the hundreds of stands and booths and tents of the bazaar that exists across it. There are colorful bonfires that warm this, like, frigid air. Out here, the wind is whipping across, no longer stopped by any sort of trees. You're so high up that it is just freezing out here. But inside the confines of the bridge, you can see people moving around in, like, much lighter clothing than you think would be necessary as these uh, colorful bonfires keep them warm. And uh, there are enchantments there that seem to slow the wind that whips across down to a gentle breeze. There are people from all sides of Fadoon browsing the goods that exist in this bazaar. And as you are pulling up to the front of it, Gertie and Brett stubbornly lie down as all of the skis just pop off the sides of the caravan and it gives its last gasp as it just collapses <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> This is where you come in. You are now uh, about 20 feet from the start of the Silver Span. Actually, probably even closer. I would say Gertie and Brett hold themselves into the area where the enchantments warm them up a bit and then just stop right there. Uh, so you are still out in the whipping wind, but just ahead of you is this colorful bazaar. What, at this point, does everyone look like? Uh, and for those who are joining us for the first time, maybe we can meet our characters. Hi. 
young Benjamin Craven uh, as the, the, the skis pop off the side of the wagon. He just, oh, okay. so we're, I guess we're walking from here. And uh, he jumps off uh, where he was sat next to uh, Yuri. He looks much the same he did. Uh, this was a, a pretty easy two months, right? Like we were pretty chill. No pun intended. Yeah, I mean, I would say everybody's lost a fair bit of weight. I think as you went, the first signs of spring were starting to move in. Uh, and spring in the mountains is still quite wintry, but there was more wildlife about, uh, more caravans as you got closer to trade with. But traveling for, for two months, basically nonstop, never fantastic. So yeah, uh, Ben is like a, he looks like he's in his maybe like late teens, around 17, 18 years old. He's tall, but he's... He's thin. Uh, he hasn't filled out into his, his frame. Like he's got uh, broad shoulders, but like a almost like a concave chest. Uh, he's wearing well-worn, dirty leather armor and a, a, a cloak of fine spider silk. His, his, he's got his guns out. His arms are out and they're covered in uh, feathers, fully in feathers. And he has really grown into his his bird-like species. Uh, the shifter traits are very apparent. His eyes are bright yellow. His hair, he's kind of got the horned owl hair, like where like the feathers kind of go up in like little peaks at the back of his uh, head. And like his nose is is hard and uh, uh, beak-like over his, uh, his very thin mouth. Do we want to do Brie next? Sure. I was going to say, I think before you even see Brie, you just hear the extremely loud stomach grumbles coming from on top of the caravan as Brie kind of lets out the, uh, is there something to eat here? Uh, as you see this large, giant kind of sized blue lizard folk roll its way off the top of a caravan from within a pile of different furs and everything that she makes as a bed. As she climbs down from the side, the giant bangles that she's had on her arms since the end of the last adventure are now sitting a little looser, less snug on her arms as she's lost a bit of weight from the journey, unable to hunt things quite as well on the way to Mox the Rain. Uh, but she hits the ground with a heavy thud landing off the side of the caravan and kind of pulls up next to Ben. Uh, wrapping the wolfskin cloak around her to give a bit of protection from the cold uh, in the span. There must be some food here. You can, can you smell that? Can you, that's, it smells, it smells uh, like food. It smells like dwarfs. I think I see some barbecue, but we better get out of the way of the traffic. We can get Gertie and Brett up. Kara is a halfling, and um, she's probably trying to poke at uh, Gertie and Brett and get them up out of out of the out of the road um, she's got pretty worn out um, like pink and brown uh, skirts and and cloak and uh, is looking pretty hungry uh, I, I think Rowan is a little bit further behind um, not not much further but a little bit uh, he's uh, an affable fur bulk and so I think he'd uh, probably be talking to maybe one of the other caravans that's coming through and uh, talking to some other guard who's clearly very much over it. Uh, but Roan is just kind of going on. And, well, yeah, so, so next time, you know, you're looking up in those stars, you, you'll know how the, how the Aspen King got his name. And I think that, oh, oh, it, it looks like our skis popped off. You, you'll have to pardon me, but, <laughs> but I'll tell you more later. You, we'll, we'll find each other. And I'll uh, stroll up and be like, well, uh, look at those skis. Hey, Kara, what's wrong with Gertie and Brett? What are you guys up to? I think 
things finally got to them. Um, it's a bit warmer, and they just gave up. Oh, oh you poor guys. And I'll, I'll ruffle the, the fur around their ears and uh, give them a scratch. Rowan looks pretty uh, intimidating from a distance. He's got this dark cloak that seems to be uh, raspy and wispy. It seems to sort of dissipate in the wind around him, and he's got this thick, heavy mantle on his shoulders. But uh, when you approach, you, you find out that the mantle is a, just a blueberry bush. And uh, while the cloak is still weird, uh, usually his, his big grin uh, kind of dissipates any uh, any intimidation you might feel when you approach him. And uh, with that, you hear some like <clears throat> some sort of clamoring from inside of the of the thing, and just like some, ah, yeah, wait, oh, and then just like slam as like one of the windows on the side of the caravan like flips open, and you see like a a, a leopard like tabaxi star like poke his head out and he's like forget the food is there is there somewhere with a with a warm fire for once my, my god we've been on this stupid road for for months now and uh as star sticks his head out you see like a little smaller leopard like tabaxi stick his head out below um that's uh dust his his little brother and then also from behind like two more tabaxis like start popping their heads out as well um his cousin and his sister and uh, together, they're all they're all just looking they're all looking tired, looking hungry. We're just hanging out inside the inside the cabin. Star actually pulls himself out the window and drops down on the ground. And he's um, a leopard like a leopard like like sort of orange fur with black stripes. Um, wears uh, blue pants like like saggy blue pants and like a white shirt. And he has this very big white woolen cloak that he has pulled up kind of like and starts immediately dragging it around him and just runs past and just runs into where the magical fires are burning and then just starts to relax like immediately. You'll not want for creature comforts here in Mox Therain, uh, Valen says to Bree as he uh, sort of steps out of the, the wagon uh, and and Valen's uh, cloak is sort of wrapped closely around him, the, the shimmering spider silk uh, of it keeping him warm. Uh, underneath it you can see the sort of threadbare uh, white uh, smoking jacket that he has worn since leaving Pralia. Um, still immaculately clean, but uh, ma- major patches of it are now very, very thin. Uh, there's definitely, you know, those little holes in the armpits uh, where uh, things start to wear out first. Uh, similarly, his his fancy dress pants are, uh, you know, I think there's a hole in one knee, uh, and his, his boots are looking a bit worse for wear and he uh you know walks around uh in one hand using the um the dragon headed uh scepter uh sort of as a a walking cane uh as he sort of stretches and sighs a a sigh of relief looking at the uh the familiar sight of of mox terrain and then yeah jumping off of the front of the caravan is yuri ditch digger the quite stout uh, dwarven leader of the Caravan of Wonders, and he jumps off and runs up to everybody and says, oh, we're finally here. Okay, everyone, excellent work. You're all still alive, and that is what is important. Here you go. Here is your pay. We've all done extremely well. Go get yourself something to eat. Uh, and he starts, like, he has a huge sack on his back, and he just hefts it onto the ground. You hear the clank of coins under it as he hands out a bag to everybody, uh, which I, I think some of you have trouble lifting with 2,500 
gold in each one. <laughs> gonna draw some attention. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's like, I'll get these folks moving and kind of huddles in a bit closer to you. They're a little bit strict about um, some certain magic items that might try to go inside. Anything that you picked up that, you know, very clearly evil, um, just get it to me. I can either move it out here, uh, sell it off for a bit of extra cash, or we can maybe try to sneak it in later. But you're going to have a hard time with customs if you try and keep some of that stuff on you. Like like the, the chair, the throne, the immortal throne? Chair's a big one, yeah. Uh, I can sell that out here, I think. Or your vampire sword, Star. That's really evil. Super evil. Yeah, is this sword <laughs> going to be okay? Yeah, like he peeps. He picks it up and it just audibly starts to moan like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the sword is just going like, oh, and the chair in the back, like the back door of one of the caravans opens up and it's just darkness except the rocking chair, this super cursed Creaking. throne. Um, you can add this candle of invocation to that pile as well and the, the purple like dripping oozing with like the shadows sort of like leaping off of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, candle of... Um, is added to the yeah, pile. Ben's, Ben's got like a uh, a satchel and he's just kind of going through it. He's like, is there anything evil? Was it? Yeah. Did I take anything from Blood Ovia? Um, <laughs> he's just like <laughs> digging through. What about sort of mischievous things that could be put to evil use? You know, like this this swapping wand. No, no, all that stuff should be fine. I mean, they, they it's, it's only the things that really look like, you know, weapons of mass destruction, or uh, something that might, like, possess a king, turn them mad, and use their people to wage an endless war or something like that. You know, that kind of thing they'll probably take from us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, how, ma how many of those do we have? Uh, surely not more than two or three. I think, yeah. At least the chair. Yeah, yeah, the chair and the sword. Yeah, definitely I, I the chair. I don't know about the sword. Where did we land on the workbench? Frankly, you're, you can sell this evil sword anyway. I don't. I didn't want it in the first place. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Oh sure, after two months of having to listen to it in uh, nighttime, yeah, now you get rid of it. I didn't sure. want it. Oh, I was, right. Hey, uh, you weren't there when I put it through Lilia's heart. No way, you were there. Yeah, no, I was. <laughs> I, I was out. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, speaking of Lilia, we still have her workbench. Um, does that fall into this category? Oh, definitely. I do not know that we determined that, that was evil, per se. I wanted to throw that thing overboard from day one. <laughs> to make that clear right now. <laughs> it pulls your dreams into a, a terror swamp. How is... That's bad, right? Totally good. Lawful good bench. <laughs> Some of us grew up in swamps. Not all swamps are necessarily evil, then. Uh, that one is, though. It's got white... It doesn't... White Look hands that though. swim in the water and people buried under a, a, a dripping tree. Like, come on, Yeah, Bria. but can you tell that by looking at it? No, I think the guards would have to sleep next to it. Ah, they're not going to do that. They're lazy as hell. They're not going to sleep next to it, spend all night. They'll take a glance. If it doesn't uh, if it doesn't come off as immediately evil, I think you'll be fine. Should I try to take the curse off the, the, um, the chair? No, that's the most expensive part of it. Yeah, but it's also the most it's the most evil part of it too. Like you just yeah. want a regular chair? We, if you tell me I would not have dragged that regular it takes up a lot of room, okay? We would not have taken a regular chair that looked like that. I mean it's a nice chair. It's even nicer that it keeps you alive indefinitely as long as you sit in it. Yeah, that's the part that's 
you know, yeah. tricky. I, I mean, it, it probably did save Valen when he ate that rotten meat there, but, you know, a few weeks ago, I mean, he sat on that whole thing till it passed out of his system. I mean, you know, and he's still with us now. <laughs> Unless he actually did, in which case he's mega dead. Like, I'm putting in a cannon that I sat in that chair. And had diarrhea. <laughs> Just kill him like that. <laughs> no. No. No, I can't. I can't. Uh, 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 Yuri, okay. if you sell this sword, can you buy me another one? But like a less evil one? I'll get I'll get you the money for sure. Okay. Or your cut at least. Yeah, maybe you can sing us lullabies this time. And then he takes it. <laughs> he says, Alright, well uh I'll get in touch with the weighted scale while we're out here. I think they'll be able to move some stuff. Yeah, have a have a look around. I'll I'll take care of the rest if you head inside. I guess uh here, let me give you my address. And uh he gives you uh, a little map of Mox the Rain and with a little place marked for where his house is. And which ring is his house on? His house is in the trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Zilchus Ring, which you know will be the first ring that you walk into when you go through the front door. Okay, so so should we wait here for you or are we going to go on to uh, Pauline's house? Moving through customs with a caravan full of stuff like this is kind of a bad idea, so I'm going to stay out here and use the black market to try and get rid of uh, as much of this cursed stuff as possible. And then uh, anything that I can't get rid of will have to be turned over to the Church of Helm, and they'll destroy it. There's a whole thing with that. But, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'll get us a fair bit of cash for that. And then, you know, dinner will be on me. Okay. So the first thing we are doing is going to an inn to get some food. That is the first yes, thing we are doing. Please. I know an excellent one in Zilch's ring. Well, then we're going yeah. there. Uh, is Fido coming with us, or is he going to stay with you? Uh, I mean, uh, I could use the circus to help fix up the caravan, and he points back, and I guess the back caravan, just the doors open, and all your NPCs just <laughs> roll out the back. <laughs> so there's an ancient elven wizard who is surrounded by three cursed tree people called Wodes, a small, well, and you've already introduced your, uh, your cousin and your sister, Light and Sky, and Dust, your little brother, who are all uh, similarly tabaxi-ish to Star. Uh, and then a little uh, kobold, a little blue kobold wearing a badger hood uh, falls out the back. And he has a big sack of stuff over his shoulder and uh, sort of jogs up to you and says, I, I could, uh, you know, sell a bunch of these things. Yeah, or maybe just trade them for pastries. Is this a pastry, pastry place or what? Oh, you don't have to worry about pastries, Bido. I'll make sure you get plenty of those. I am going to where the pastries are. And Yuri's like, well, I don't know. Maybe we could use your help here. And he's like, I will bite you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay, Bido, fine. can you take you take garlic with you? Just She can't eat pastries, just me. Ah, do I still have to babysit the dog? She's basically yours now at this point. She doesn't even listen to me. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, that's it's not good. very responsible, Benjamin. Two months. How, how big is this dog? Could Bido ride this dog? She's yes, getting... Bido could definitely ride this dog yeah, now. Yeah, she's it big. Is... Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like a husk yeah, Bido. That dog. A saddle. You, you've gotten along pretty well with dog. I mean, we, we could look into a saddle. And you could have yourself a little little ride around the town. Maybe that's probably all right. Yeah, Bido, like, turns around and Garlic runs up and just, like, grabs the bag and starts, like, tearing at it and, like, throwing <laughs> Bido around. <laughs> He's like, I hate this dog! I hate this dog! Oh, okay. If you do not want a dog, I am happy to eat. <laughs> no, 
free again. I, he solves two problems same time. No, <laughs> she's not a problem. She's just, we're you know. Okay, come on, girl. Still has the same bark though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Baito, it, I could point you out to a, um, a lovely pastry place in the Ziltus Ring when we get inside. This is great! Let's do it! We might find something along the way. I, I've never actually approached Mox the Rain by land. I'm, I'm not very familiar with the Silver Span. Is uh, the city going to be cool with a kobold just wandering around? Uh, yes, uh, they're, they're quite welcoming of, of most types, as, as long as he doesn't uh, engage in any illegal behavior that he is caught for. <laughs> well, there we go. I'm not gonna get caught. <laughs> you got caught stealing that pig. Do you have any like evil doorknobs in your sack? You should probably make sure any of the, you know, obviously vampiric ones get sold. Oh yeah, there's a bunch that I took from that vampire castle that bite you when you take them. <laughs> and he like holds one up, and it's just like, ah, 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 like trying to bite him <laughs> as he takes it out of the bag. Rowan looks in real close. Well, well, I don't, I don't think that would make you take over a kingdom or something. Oh, that seems to be just kind of regular teeth. Not exactly a weapon of mass destruction. Can we please go get some dinner? <laughs> yes, let's. <laughs> yeah, Star is like, like already walking into the city. <laughs> so yeah, so the Silver Span is super, super busy. As you're going, I think other caravans starting to slow down as Fezric and the Wodes start helping Yuri to get the caravan back on its skis making your way in there are just people everywhere there are tents all over the place and i mean every 10 feet that you go there is a new wondrous food stand from a different part of the world i, I think there would be several like prolian street food stands oh going there that you would recognize as well yep star immediately walks over to one yeah so you see a couple of familiar looking tabaxi running this stand as you come over. Hello. Hello. Oh, oh my God. Are these desert fish? And like, he picks up like a, he picks up like a flattened, like cooked pastry. <laughs> and, and it's like, oh, oh yes, we've got uh, all the favorites. And then she just takes a bite of it. And he's like, yeah, this is not as good as the, this is not, this is not a proper one. You're missing all of the, there's no marrow in these fish. What, what is this? Oh, what? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm working with the best that I've got over here. You know, these things aren't exactly supposed to sit in sub-zero temperatures outside. Excuse me. I'm I'm only I'm only a person who's from Bralia, and like you know, my, my mother makes way better desert fish than this. What is? Uh, what, what are you is saying about me? You're saying I'm not coming from Bralia. I come all the way across here. I bust my ass to make these desert you fish. You bust your ass. You couldn't believe the trip that I did to get all the way uh, over here. I miss the sounds of the city. <laughs> it's very loud. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm going to take this fish, okay? And that's it, buddy. Oh, you're going to pay for it, I'll tell you that. No more than one copper. I, you're out of your mind. That's a silver. That's a silver, silver fish five right copper. there. Done. Five copper. Oh, you, you, just because. Ooh. <laughs> okay, but you can take that for five copper, but you're going to give me my other five copper, and you're going to try my candy sand, because the candy sand is really where it's at. Okay, all right, all right, all right, deal, 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 deal. But only, only because I have, only because I have the kids with me. Why are you eating sand? <laughs> <laughs> How would they get those trees to grow inside a mouth? Is this why cats are so small? They eat sand all the time instead of real thing like meat. The prolian diet is a bit high in sugar. That that is for sure. Star like gathers up all the food and like gives 
gives the dust to gives the gives the sand to dust and then just yeah. like walks <laughs> so it's just it's fun dip like it's basically fun dip yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah like like the, the the bag of candy sand with like the candy stick like yeah like exactly lick it and licks, and like yeah okay hands it over no i think dust is licking his paws and dipping his paws in right yeah. like gross <laughs> yeah uh, gross uh, that's just how you do it i mean that I, I, don't, I don't make the rules or the candy sand. As soon as Star hands the food back, he just like looks at the vendor and is like, "You know what? It's good to see you. Thank you, thank you. You know, I haven't, I haven't had this kind of experience in a while." Uh, well, you know, that's that's part of what we do here at the stand. Yeah, I know what you mean, <laughs> buddy. Yeah. Immediately looks over your shoulder and sees like this this human wearing crawly and stuff, and is like, "Hey, you! You look like you got no taste. Come over here and taste something." <laughs> is he speaking about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, yeah. And, like and, like Star just like whispers like, "Yeah, that guy, that guy's an easy mark. You got him." And just wanders away. <laughs> so, do you want to head? into the city or are there any anything else that you're looking for like on the silver span itself is there like a like a like a little uh, carnival you can play some ski ball or pinball or something <laughs> for a couple hours i i don't ever want to get inside the city <laughs> yeah i know you don't um, <laughs> i'll say uh, i i will say i think star and valen definitely know some stuff about Mox the Rain and the Silver Span. And I, I think both of you would know that a lot of the Silver Span is kind of a tourist trap. There are like carnival games and that kind of thing out here for people to come through. It, 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 a, a lot of people while they're waiting for their customs to clear and stuff like that will wander the Silver Span and end up spending like way too much money on weird little trinkets and souvenirs and that kind of thing. But you would also know that there is a vibrant black market here. There are lots of things that are, would be too risky to sell inside of Mox the Rain itself get sold out here and that they are sold by an organization, a smuggling organization called the Weighted Scale. Oh, hey guys, ha have a look at this. I, I found a little model of the Silver Span and, and when you push on the bottom, it sort of collapses. You, you see that and then you release it and then it kind of stands there. Isn't that neat? Only cost me five gold. <laughs> 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 and I just make the little model like collapse and then like spring back up and then collapse and then spring back up. Well, now this is something. This, this is going to be a marvelous city. I bet your family would be happy to see that when you go visit. Oh my goodness. Yes, they would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, let me put it away. Just make sure I don't break it. I encourage you not to eat your fill out here. Save your money for the really, truly good food inside. Everything out here is cooked. Yes. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Most of the food you will find here is cooked. We might be able to make some special requests at some of the restaurants I know inside. It is large waste of time. Uh, it is easy enough to just eat things and then let your body deal with whatever happens and then uh, other things eat that. <laughs> I think we all visibly shut. <laughs> <up. Yeah. laughs> uh, so should we? And like, you can see, Ben has been like kind of pushing forward. He's, are we? Uh, where's customs? We got to go to customs first, like, and then we get to go inside. It's it's like a volcano in there, right? Yes, it's um, very impressive. I can't wait to see it. Valen, uh, what can you tell us about city? I, it's much bigger than Pinifel. Oh, quite, quite a bit bigger. It's separated into different levels. We'll be entering into the, the middle level, um, known as the Trades or, or the Zilchus Ring. The home that we've been provided by Paulina is located at the very top level, known as the Ashes. That's where the cheaper uh, homesteads can be found. Um, below that is the Agricultural Ring, 
uh, known as the jungle. Um, I haven't spent much time there. Do you think they'll have fresh fruit? Uh, I haven't had fresh fruit since we were traveling the plains. Yes, yeah, you can get quite a bit of uh, fresh food uh, at Mox Lorraine. And that leaves the levels below the Zilch's Ring. The Queen's is the lowest level, where the ruling class tend to live. Um, a lot of the, the more wealthier citizens are located there. And as well, uh, just a level above that, you have the Anvil, uh, where most of the trade is done. Uh, the, the crafting is done. It's where the... Uh, the volcano is harnessed uh, so that the dwarves can do the fine work that they do. Cool. Now that's on the sea. I'm sure we'll have time to uh, take a look around and, and see as much of it as we can. And everyone inside can fly? You can fly everywhere? Yes. Um, you can purchase uh, little tokens that allow you to uh, transport quickly up and down between the levels. Or you can, uh, you can take the more rudimentary um, lifts between levels. Is it is it bigger than Pralia or um, about the same size? I believe it's larger than, than Pralia. Checking with the DM. Yeah, that, but but they're very they're quite comparable. Just mm-hmm. Pralia is real sprawling, and uh, Mox Thrain is just built one on top of each other. Yeah, it's L.A. versus New York. Yeah, <laughs> certainly <laughs> denser than Pralia. It seems a lot, uh, and you can see Bree, despite her like large size, kind of shrinks down a little and, and covers herself a bit more with the cloak. In nervousness. Eh, what's the matter, Bree? Uh, you uncomfortable? It's not a good place for a lizard to be in a big city like this. Why not? Little lizard in a big city? What's wrong with that? Uh, there are many things to pay attention to out here. It's not like in jungles when uh, you can hear things coming. It's very loud. Everybody is just talk, talk, talk all times. I'll tell you what, Bree. You, you, you stick with me for a little while, and I'll keep an eye out, and we'll make sure nothing gets too close that you don't want. Okay. And you don't need to be too worried about unexpected creatures leaping out at you from the shadows here. Um, there's quite a uh, quite a bit of um, enforcement uh, about in the city. Um, they're they're very careful about uh, unwanted activities. Although I, you know, I gotta say, my, my, my aunt Hibiscus, I, I told you about her great aunt Hibiscus. Yeah, the, the big spice Bruce wine. You know what I'm talking about. She tells me stories about something. Uh, yeah, it's called a, a, a mugging. Now, that sounds pretty exciting. It, it, somebody, somebody you don't know, comes up to you and then, and then asks you about all your stuff, and then you've got to explain where everything came from and, and all that kind of stuff. Do you, do you think we'll we'll meet anybody like that? that I, I'm sort of excited. <laughs> I think Valen and Star just kind of look yeah. at each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're looking forward to that. I, I, I believe you might have a oh. bit of a misunderstanding about how those usually shake out. Oh, I hope not. I mean, my armor alone has a couple of nice stories to it. I, I bet you they just—they'd have a marvelous time. Yeah, usually, usually, Rowan, after you after you tell them where this stuff comes from, they uh, they they ask you to give it to them. Oh, I, well, I can share some of it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, no, all of it is the no, it's all or else. You know what I mean? Oh, no, no, no! I, I wouldn't give all of it to them. No, I, I don't think. Well, I, I'm sure we'll come across it anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, well, trust you. Probably have nothing to worry about. <laughs> Bree, do you remember when you and I met? I was in the process of being mugged. Ah, I think I remember, yes, uh, by giant uh, monster uh, uh, basilisk. Of no, time. no, no, oh, yes, right, that creature uh, killed the individual who was trying to mug me, yes. So oh. long ago. Oh, well, I hope we do not run into another basilisk. He's not very good food. I don't think they're common inside. 
Let's go. Let's go to customs. <laughs> I've been imagining us moving slowly through a cube just this whole time. I mean, it's a kilometer <laughs> long bridge, right? Yeah. It is. It's a very long bridge. Uh, and yeah, just like, just choked with caravans coming in and out. And eventually the rabble of people moving from place to place and all of the yelling of the merchants moves into, yeah, a queue. Uh, so there are two lines. There is one for caravans, and then there's one for individuals. You can see the caravans right now are mostly coming out, but there are a couple of in line to get inside. As the during your journeys, the roads have thawed out to the spring point where trade starts to come in and out of Mox the Rain again uh, to make their way across the world spine. Coming up here, you can see that there are a bunch of booths and this line for individuals isn't super long. You're able to move up to the front pretty quickly. Each booth has this exhausted looking worker, mostly dwarves, but you can see a few gnomes, uh, a few drow, uh, and a couple of orcs. And they're all just sort of like leaning and asking questions every once in a while, taking people and bringing them into the booth itself to question them. And each booth is decorated with a four-armed statue with this smooth, featureless face made of brass. Uh, and each of them are just uh, sitting in the front. But as you move forward, you hear some yelling, and you actually see someone bolt out of one of the booths and start running as if trying to get inside, at which point two of those closest statues come to life, very efficiently swinging around and actually firing their arms. So their arms come off of their frame and shoot forward, grabbing this gnome who is trying to run inside around the waist and then retracting them back to their bodies and they walk off with this gnome. Hey, put me down. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, do not resist. I'm not resisting. You're resisting. <laughs> do not understand. <laughs> Come with us, please. And they make their way off into the... Yes. <laughs> in, into like a side room. As I said, they, they're a bit strict here. <laughs> what an insane yeah, thing to say it. to a cop. <laughs> <laughs> you're not resisting, you're resisting. Give me your badge number. <laughs> <laughs> I want to speak to your supervisor. Yeah, they don't mess around here. <laughs> is there like um, a set of rules we're supposed to follow? Or is it just sort of a whatever they think is appropriate at the time? You, you don't think there's vampires in here, do you? <laughs> I, I don't think they'll have the same set of rules that Bladovia had in, in place. But there there certainly will be uh, certain behaviors that uh, are not acceptable. Um, sort of your your standard fare, no murder, no um, thieving. Oh, I see, yeah. All of that sort of thing. Have, uh, wait, look, have either of you been to a city before? Hands up if you've been to a city. And Star puts his hand <laughs> and up. And puts up his hand. And <laughs> puts his hand up. Bree looks around. <laughs> I came in through Pralia, but I really wasn't there very long. Yeah. Sort of had to find uh, the caravan pretty quick. Yeah, we, we pretty much just kind of went straight through, really, didn't we? Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like... Uh... Kind of like Pindafell, just, you know, don't just don't 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 be a jerk. Don't rob people, you know, not that bad. When my mom brought me to Theramore, she said in a city, you can't trust anyone who uh, isn't uh, someone you already know. Like, 
You can't, you don't trust any new people. Well, that's a bit broad. That's a little extreme. A bit sweeping. Oh, it's good to listen to your mother. This seems like good advice. I will remember this during this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boss used to say that too. Big boss said, anyone you don't know, you stab them and eat them. That's very good advice. Yeah. Uh, that's certainly not something we're going to do here. Yeah, well, no. I think maybe we can refrain from the stabbing and the eating. I mean, yeah, we can that's... give everybody some due diligence, but uh, let's, let's keep this stabbing to, to a real minimum. I'm going to assume murders against the rules here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, good assumption to make. Different places are different yeah. sometimes, but yeah, if you, if if they have a lot of lo- rules like laws, and Ben's like eyes oh, are like he's not sure that rules and laws are different. He's asking you, <laughs> right? like laws. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Murder definitely not right. Uh, definitely not. No. Listen, but if you're defending yourself, you can stab people. Uh, yeah, that yeah. wouldn't be tricky. If if someone challenges you to a duel or something, I think I saw a duel when we were in Pralia. Yeah, it's also a difference. Uh, du- duels are not quite as common in, in Mox the Rain. L- listen, I, I visited Mox the Rain a handful of times uh, as a child. My my father would 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 bring us through here, and we were never mugged. We were never murdered. Uh, we met lots of people that I didn't know, and it all it wor- worked out well every time. The only thing you really got to watch out for is the salespeople. You know, they can pick you out of the water like you're just blood. Sharks. Sharks with blood in the water. That's what you are to them. Yes. Try not to let anyone talk you into buying something you didn't already intend to buy. Guys, I have another one of those. Especially the little pop-up things that Rowan keeps buying. You know what I mean? Like that. Right. I don't know. I think it's kind of clip. Rowan's covered in Mardi Gras He's got a giant. I crossed the silver span, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Elton John star glasses. I was say a goofy hat. It was like a goof with the ears. It's on sideways. As Rowan buys another piece of memorabilia, you just hear in front of you. Next. Oh, guys, that's us. That's us. That's us. I, I think we should we should all go together. We're, we're, we're a group, so we'll, we'll go to the same booth together. Come with come with me. Did we get in the caravan line or the individuals? Hi, we're the individuals of wonder. <laughs> <laughs> so, and moving forward, they actually do point you to different booths. So one by one, you are brought up to separate booths. I give Bree a thumbs up and a wink. Like, <laughs> particularly as Bree like gets pulled away, I sort of look. If you have any trouble, just 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 wave. I I I'll I'll, I'll be there as soon as I can. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're uh, good. Okay. Bree uh, <laughs> <laughs> plots off to a booth, just like looking back over her shoulder. Repeatedly. Oh no! Oh no! Our sweet, sweet Bree. Oh, no way this could go good. For Very me. excited for this. <laughs> I didn't realize that the customs would be the most exciting part of this. <laughs> so each of you walks up to a separate booth with an equally tired-looking. Uh, dwarf or drow or orc in it. I'm just going to ask you the set of questions that they ask everybody, and you can all answer them sort of one at a time. Okay. For, first of all, you all walk up, and uh, each of them leans forward, and you just hear, Okay, uh, so state your purpose and how long you will be remaining in Mox the Rain. Uh, adventuring? I don't know. We have a house. Um, we might be living here for a while. I am looking for food. 
and I leave when caravan go? Yeah, we're just here to sell some items and uh, yeah, maybe check out new real estate we just purchased. Could be a week, could be a little bit longer, depending on the depending on if the real estate is nice. We're here for a break. Um, we're traveling and uh, need to restock on supplies. Maybe pick up a bit of work in the meantime. We're here to engage in some trade, um, upgrade a uh, new real estate purchase, and say hello to some old friends. Well, I, I'm not sure how long we'll be here. I mean, I guess that depends on how friendly the squirrels are, really. Uh, you know, do, do you know if you have many of them? Uh, is there going to be large groups of them, or are they kind of dispersed? You know, I've never really been in a city before, so I don't really know what to expect. I'm a little nervous, to be honest. It's a pleasure to meet you, by the way. And they are just kind of like writing this stuff down. So I'll, I'll just kind of go around. I'm just going to ask each of you just some of the random questions. For Ben and Phelan, both of you get the question, Okay, are you wanted in any other kingdoms or are you known by any other names? No. Uh, ben goes very still. <laughs> Valen sort of like pauses for a moment. <laughs> Valen? No. And he kind of like looks up at you and just says, Okay, I am required to let you know that we do have an option for fast tracking this application uh, should you be upgrading real estate in this city. There is an option, if you would like, that we can have you step into a circle of truth. This will move your application forward much quicker and will stop us from needing to ask any follow-up questions while you are in Mox the Rain enjoying yourself. Would you like to step into a circle of truth for this interview? I'm in no rush. Very good. For Ben? And Ben, yeah, he's, he's just been... <laughs> staring at the guy and his eyes are very wide and uh, his pupils are dilated and his eyes are almost completely black now just with like <laughs> thin yellow bands around the side and he's just like he, he listens to the guys no thank you <laughs> very good moving on uh and everyone else gets asked that same gets given that same offer yeah i'll take it i don't care okay very good it means if i can get to the inn faster you know what i mean yeah well uh, that that's what we usually say you know uh, quick into the drinks so come on and he like steps you inside and he just holds out a little thing that says basically none of the information that is gathered in here will be passed on to anyone outside this room unless it is relevant to a investigation that would be held against you for similar purposes this information is not shared with anyone and you cannot be prosecuted with things that are said within this room only these things can be added to your profile yeah, sounds good. As with any question would be. So you step in through the field and immediately you feel this sensation come over you. He says, please don't resist. It's a strange feeling at first, but it's all about war. Ah, I've done this a million times. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Star takes off his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you feel compelled to tell the truth. Does anyone else accept? I think after about a five minute conversation of explaining what a circle and truth is, then yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Three steps in as well. No, I, Rowan definitely would have been like, well, well no, I mean, I, I haven't heard anything about you yet. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I've, uh, what do you want to know? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you, is this your hometown? Are you from here? It is. Oh, that's marvelous. That's marvelous. So, so what, what's your favorite place to sit and, 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 and watch around? Oh, well, I'm not much of a people watcher, honestly. I just kind of do the nine to five, go home, you know, okay. kick my feet up. 
So Ooh. I suppose, you know, the balcony on, on my back. You know, I did. I built a balcony this summer. You don't say. That was pretty nice. Well, that's marvelous. Don't always have time to do those things, you know. Yeah, but but it's good, you know, when you, when you can get some work done with your hands and kind of be proud of what you've done, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I do a lot of sitting at work, so when I get to work with my hands, it's really a blessing. Oh, yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, any places you like to go for a walk, then I imagine that helps, too. Uh, no, I just, I mean, I, I, I walk to work, and then I walk home from work, and then, you know, it's a long day here. Yeah. Not much time off. D- do you have a family? Well, I did. I'm not on speaking terms. Oh, yeah, that's, that, that happens sometimes, you know, but but don't give up. Uh, no, it's because of me. I'm a real nightmare. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. I'm having a wonderful time right here. Oh, well, that's that's nice to hear. Yeah, yeah, you know, you should think about reaching out again. Times change, people change, you, you know, those things. Uh, you know, it ebbs and flows, you, you know. Uh, okay, well, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask the next question if you're not going to step into the circle. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Are you under the effects of any dangerous pacts, gayest contracts, blood curses, or any free will impairments that we should be aware of? You know, I've got family in Hollywood myself. (laughs) Quite some time, you know. It's funny because, you know, you you go through a time and you think, well, there's some, you know, you don't really want to be talking to ever again. And then that happens and then you're thinking, you know, I I really do wish I could talk to them again. You, You know how that is? <laughs> and we'll go to Kara. Uh, do you step into the circle? Yeah, I think I do. Okay. And you get asked that same question. Any dangerous pacts, gayest contracts, blood curses, or other free will impairments that we should be aware of? I don't think so. Very good. <laughs> Writes that down. <laughs> and Bree, having stepped inside the circle, do you have any intention of making large purchases of any kind? Are you bringing in anything that could be considered wildly expensive that could uh, potentially impact the economy of the city? Uh, What is the economy? (laughs) Uh, Do you have a lot of money? I have a bag of gold. And how was this gold acquired? I was given by small man. (laughs) Uh, does this small man have a name? Uh, yes, he does. <laughs> Would you state his name for the record? His name is Yuri. Uh, Yuri Ditchdigger. Very good. And he uh, very quickly, like, puts his hand down on a seal and thinks. And the seal turns green and he says, okay, very good. And this money was gotten through a work arrangement. And what is the total? I don't. I do not know, and I do not know. Interesting. Uh, you can see gold, and just like <laughs> holds out the bag of gold. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, he kind of like hefts it, uh, and then lays it down, and just starts picking out coins. And he's just like, "Okay, here we go. One, oh god, two, <laughs> uh, and starts counting. Amazing. And." Star and and Bree, you get this question as well. Any magic items to declare cursed, evil, or dangerous items must be turned over to the Church of Helm to be destroyed. Do you want me to declare? Uh, I have no evil items. Um, I do have some magic items. Ah, uh, very good. We will do uh, quick identifies before you head through. That will be the next booth. So just have those ready, and they will not be slowed down. And with that, I think with, with those questions answered, Everybody does make it through with various levels of note-taking and scrutinization throughout you. Uh, I think a few of you come out with pretty hefty files. 
Bree and <laughs> Rowan especially, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but you do all come out the other side, and then after moving through a uh, basically like a baggage claim area, laying down any magic items that you have with you, um, are you going to lay down all the items that you have on you? Anything that you're going to try to sneak through? or All I have on me is the the magic dagger and, and, and the shoes. Okay. So yeah, Sardis puts his dagger in his shoes and the tray pushes it through the machine. I think Bree would just take off everything that she has, uh, including the non-magical stuff, and just put them in a big pile and uh, push them through. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Valen would like explain in detail what every magical item he possesses does. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just not listening. They're just like, please, on the tray. On the tray, please. Please put it on. This armor is magical, but I'm not wearing... I don't have anything on underneath it. Okay, please step into the booth. <laughs> oh, okay. You step into the booth, and there's just this, like, old, grumpy wizard standing... Uh, on the other side of this, like, basically glass panel. Hello. Uh, hi. How are you? Terrible. I'm sorry to hear that. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. Okay, this is done. Um, and then just waves his hands in front of you and says, you're good to go. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, this is done. (laughs) Real PSA experience here. (laughs) Okay, this is dead. Kara fishes through all her pockets and pulls out all these little baggies of, like, dried herbs and plants and, uh, like, little bits of fabric looped around stuff um, and tosses them in the tray along with the wand of switcheroo and the ring of shaping. Just sort of, like, holds her cloak upside down and shakes all the pockets a little bit so everything drops out. Oh, no. Just a bunch of, like, caterpillars and stuff. Yeah. There is a lineup of people behind you all at this point, and they're all just like, oh, my God. Oh, why every time am I stuck behind people like this? There should really be a non-Druid line. (laughs) And then I sort of fold the cloak on top of all of that and slide it away. Are the sides of the bridge open? Is it it covered? The side of the silver span? Yeah, the silver span. Like, is it... It's not really covered. Uh, you, you can see that there is, it, it's not fully see-through. Like there, you can see visibly this enchantment that is slowing down the wind on either side. Mm. Um, the, the only like walls would be that there are just so many tents and booths that a- anything below like the 20 foot level is completely obscured by that. But above that, you can see out over the mountains around you. Yeah, I think Ben's just waiting with his knapsack slung over one shoulder. Right, it's like it's not zipped up all the way, or it's not cinched up all the way. It's kind of hanging loose. He's got it just real, real cool, hanging on the one shoulder, and he's just kind of casually waiting past TSA <laughs> or past customs. <laughs> like what I can only imagine is Star there just pulling out like dagger after dagger after dagger after <laughs> sword after another yeah. dagger. <laughs> yeah, and they're all just like, yeah. Yeah, like watching all these weapons like slowly pile up on the other side of the little conveyor belt. Uh, but then you hear like two belts down. Someone like, is that gum? Get up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, yeah, so all, all of you do clear through here. You don't have anything uh, illegal on you. So uh, making your way through all, all of the stuff that you put through is, is deemed as relatively safe. 
So you all meet up on the other side. Do we have to do that on the way out as well? Or Ooh. is it just just on the way in? I don't think they're quite as stringent on the way out. Honestly, that was far worse than any of my previous visits. I, I suppose traveling through private teleportation circles is a great deal more uh, efficient. Yeah, yeah, you're slumming it with us now, eh, Bailey? Uh, it appears so. Well, I mean, the good news is Gr- Grisdane's going to reach out to the partner again, and, uh, you know, I, I think something might spark between them all over again. He seemed pretty excited by the end. Kara's packing little sacks back into her cloak. Just, just got, like, a huge handful, and she's trying to stow them back. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Bree, in all of the dozens of pockets. Uh, Bree, you you survived. <laughs> well done. Oh, yes, he's just asked a lot of questions and uh, looks through stuff, but uh, he's not seemed to be problem. Yeah, exactly. Not nothing to to worry about. Whew. Let's uh, let's go grab some food. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. Ben was played by Mitchell Bradbury. Bree was played by Kieran Dyke. Kara was played by Kate Clark. Rowan was played by Andy Woolridge. Star was played by Robert. And Valen was played by Evan Walsh. The world of Vadoon was created by your dungeon mom, Mike Fardy, and exists in the D&D 5e universe, published by Wizards of the Coast. Episodes of Wonders and Blunders are edited by TV's Adam Clark. Thank you, Adam. We're an independent podcast supported by you, the listener, but we may take on the occasional ad to help cover our operating costs. If you'd like to support the show directly and monetarily and get access to ad-free episodes and bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash wonderandblunder. If you'd like to support the show but can't spare the cash, that's totally fine. Follow us on social media at wonderandblunder and be sure to rate the show five stars on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for following us on this fantastic journey. And as always, keep being the best. We love you very much. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.